0: Welcome back to the Ice Coffee Hour. My name is Nate, and so far on this podcast, I believe you guys have made ninety-four thousand three hundred forty-six dollars and ninety-eight cents.
1: Yeah, that's pretty
2: good. That's exactly. Wow, it. What? I'm not
1: good at
0: remembering these numbers.
1: What a good
2: intro! That was great. It's the Thanks. best
1: one yet. Yeah. Hey, I-, I think we should address the elephant in the room here. There's already an elephant. Uh, yeah. Uh, you have a tall mic stand, and we both have small ones.
0: I don't know what to say, guys. I mean, uh, yeah, I wasn't the one who set up the, the the room, Jack. This
2: was nuts. So we wanted to order three of them from Amazon, and you could get two of them delivered the next day, just fine. But you throw in a third one, and then all of a sudden it was delivered on Monday.
0: So no, so actu- yeah, Okay, I'm no, like, the actual elephant behind this. Okay, we should yeah, talk about yeah, the actual elephant in the room. Oh.
1: It's this uh, the studio. We got a new studio. Check yeah. out the behind the scenes on the Clips channel. But uh, yeah, beautiful. thanks for coming, Nate. This is huge. We've been trying to do this for a very, very long time. Yeah, I,
0: I feel like I'm in Vegas for some reason, like every couple of months for one reason or another. So the last couple of times it didn't work out because we just had different schedules. But this time it worked out. So it's exciting.
2: Yeah, it's exciting to have you on because you're the millionaire who sold everything and uh, now lives in a lives in a van.
0: I don't. Yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah, it's a truck, but yeah, it's. Uh, That's a dream. Yeah. It's a dream. Yeah, that, yeah. So
2: many people, I think, just. I had that fantasy of just like, you know, I'm just going to sell everything and just be on the road.
0: Yeah, it's like a short, like probably a short term thing. Like I need to get it out of my system and just do it in my life now because I'm 23. And I feel like it's going to be a lot tougher to do that if I have a bunch of kids and I'm 35 and it's like, you know, I got to take them to school and stuff. Mm -hmm. Can't can't move into a van then. Right. So uh, it just felt like the right time to do it for me. So
2: how long are you thinking about doing that, though?
0: I started it in May. Um I, I really don't know. Probably for like a year. Okay. And then after that, I'm just going to keep it and then use it like for random vacations. Yeah. You know, like when I want to go somewhere, just get in the truck and just drive and, and go camping in it. But, but you're this, planning on yeah. stopping. Like stopping the full time living in it. Yes.
1: In one calendar year.
0: Uh, Yeah, probably like in the next 12 to 18 months. Because like you couldn't do it forever. You know, like living in, in, a, in a tight space like that, like it is nice having a kitchen and, and you know, like all those other amenities. So. Um, but it's, it's definitely a fun life experience. But this isn't something that you
2: just decide you woke up one morning. And you're like, I'm going to do this. How long was the planning process? Like, What was involved? When did you first start to get this idea that you wanted to just get rid of your apartment? <laughs>
0: you know, okay, okay, OK, it, it was uh, maybe sixth grade, seventh grade, had a really good friend. And we would just talk about, yeah, I'm going to go live in a van one day. And then he did that like two years ago. And so I watched him convert his van. He did, like, a full conversion. He's living out in, in, in Colorado. Uh, now he's in Utah right now. Um, he's been doing it for a couple of years. And I was like, hell, he did it. I should do it, too. Um, there wasn't a lot holding me back on it. So it was just like, it's, it's, you know, it's a good time to do it. How did you find the van? Uh, it's, it's actually a truck. So it's it's a it's a Ford oh, F250. Okay. I mean right, okay. I, yeah, it's I don't stop, know. Stop calling <laughs> <I'm sorry. then. laughs> I mean like the truck. <laughs> like it's like van life but it's 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 a it's a Ford F250 so. Okay. Um yeah, I bought it for like 19 grand right before. I think this was right before like the used car market yes. really came to yeah. like a real uh so it was actually a decent deal I think on it. Um and then I just put a, like a truck cap on it. Pretty tight space. I should have driven it over here so you guys could yeah. see it. Yeah, I would have yeah, loved yeah, to have seen, yeah. seen that.
2: Seriously. Yeah. Graham Stefan reacts to my truck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's it's a pretty tight quarters, not gonna lie. I don't think you could fit, you know, uh, much in there. It's uh I, I have to be very selective about what I bring into it. I'm like, all right, like I'm like, all right, I can't buy this item because it's it's just right. there's no room. Like I need to so count you, every square. In.
1: Did you have to get rid of all of your possessions or did you get like a temporary storage locker or something?
0: No, so um my brother just bought a house. So I kinda, you know, I was like, Hey Mike, yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. you know, like there's there's obvious things that you're not gonna get rid of. Um you know, like certain sentimental things. Um, and I kind of gave him my furniture because when I broke my lease from my apartment, it was the perfect timing where he just moved into his house. I was like, Hey, you want my couch? Do you want my like other like carpets and everything? So it it worked out perfectly. Um, so that's kind of where I put some of my stuff. Yeah. What do you take with you? Uh, on the road? Yeah. Uh, just the basics. I mean, you know, I have my laptop. I was going to bring my iMac and I was going to put that in the truck and it's like a huge iMac. Mm. Um, but two problems with that. I, I didn't want it to get stolen, but also it was, it just didn't fit. Like it did not fit in the back of the truck because I can sit back there. And I, I can like edit videos. Yeah. Um, on top of that, you know, just some, some clothes, uh, you know, I have to do laundry like once a week cause I don't have a ton of clothes. Um, I have a cooler. I didn't put a fridge in there yet. I want to build a fridge and like a whole version two of the the truck maybe in like a few more months. Um, yeah
2: no why why a truck why not just go like uh kind of glamping get like an rv get one of these like professional the big things where you look at that and you're like wow like the the they do all the vacation
0: movies and the big <laughs> yeah, you know the camper yeah. you That's, know the. i mean okay first of all like i i feel like i don't really need that it's more fun to be more stealth when you're doing it so um i can just pull up and, and park anywhere and just sleep in it because nobody expects somebody to be sleeping in the back of a truck like it looks very normal um and also I want to just be able to use the truck, you know, after I'm done with this whole
1: time mm-hmm. in my life,
0: I'll probably just take the cap off the truck, use it as a regular truck mm-hmm. for work and for hauling stuff around. So, uh, that was kind of the reasoning behind that.
1: Do you think that you're saving money by living in the truck or do you think that you're like going out to eat all the time? Cause I kind of imagine it'd probably be difficult, like making breakfast, lunch, and dinner in a truck.
0: It depends because there's times when I'm in the truck and I'm out on government land and it's like, you know, there's nothing around and right. I'll, I'll be out there for a week <clears throat> or two at a time and there's like absolutely nothing I, you couldn't possibly spend money so those are the times when i save money but then also of course yeah like if i'm for example i'm in vegas right now and i i, I got a hotel because i'm not gonna sleep in it in vegas and i was coming from la got a hotel there too so overall i would say the lifestyle probably is actually more expensive um it guzzles gas gets like not Good gas mileage.
1: It's more expensive to live in a car than it is in a in an apartment.
0: Uh, I would actually say yes. If if you're moving around a lot, yeah. Um, I, I would probably say it's pretty close. I mean, it doesn't have to be, but it, it usually ends up being that. If you're right. like, oh, I'm going to go to Colorado this week, and that's going to cost you two hundred dollars in gas or something.
1: You're not necessarily yeah. living in the truck to save money.
0: Yeah, you're no, just doing exactly. It, yeah, yeah, and,
1: yeah, right. Yeah. If someone could do that, if they wanted to. But yeah, yeah. I feel like the question we're all you know dying to ask here. You two, Graham, me is yeah yeah yeah. Alex all right. too. Oh. say you meet a girl you fancy okay <laughs> how what do you what do you do you know because i am in a struggle right now i can't really you know a girl that I, I may like i can't bring her here because it's someone else's house you know i well i told jack
2: he can't bring bring uh randoms home you know mm-hmm. that, that's the thing. that's it's not like, even the type
1: of guy i am so <laughs> I know, you were that I assumption want, out there in the but, first but place but even
2: if i but i'm not saying even if you meet her like on a first date come back to the house. Like, you don't know somebody really until like a few dates in. I told you, I just go on a few dates and then after a few dates you kind of feel the situation out. then you could bring her back here.
0: You're bringing her out on the first date? Are you bringing her back on the first date?
1: No, I'm not. He's just saying that I would. <laughs> I'm not saying you would. <laughs> that's the first thing I, you told me. I just me. said the condition I, was, you know, no, go on a date. Yeah, yeah, feel yeah. them out. Just don't meet someone and then not bring them back feel here. them out, man. That's yeah, <laughs> it's weird. Wait, don't man, feel them. Yeah, 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 you might be thinking I'm like you, man. I'm not but uh yeah so what do you do when you you know um
0: i built the truck for one person not gonna lie there's 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 no room for anybody else in the truck has there so. been
1: no <laughs> <laughs> no it's cool man no no there's there's actually
0: I, I really sh- i'm I, I really regret not bringing it over because you guys would see like yeah the bed is like this wide right and would, there's 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 no room for but what if you there's m- barely room for yeah me. but what
2: if you met the perfect person you, you, you guys hit it off uh, I don't know. Has I it happened? I would,
0: I would, I would I cross that bridge when I get to it. So, um, yeah. Tell us
2: about your first night though. Your first night living in the, in the truck. Yeah, the first night
1: Where'd I was you in, go? uh,
0: I slept in a Walmart parking lot in Tennessee. <laughs>
1: so you got out of your <laughs> posh apartment. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, it was a Walmart parking lot in Tennessee and I, it was a probably a bad spot to, to sleep over cause it was like, it was definitely sketchy. And then somebody who lived in Tennessee who like it was in the area, DM me. And they're like, oh, like welcome to my town or something. Cause I posted something on my Instagram story. Mm-hmm. And I said, Yeah, I slept at the Walmart last night. And they're like, Oh my God, like that's the worst part of town. Like you don't want to be it. so yeah, that was that was the first night. Um, but you know, usually it's pretty safe. <laughs> I
2: guess. I mean, did I'm you, still here. So did you ever reevaluate like what what am I doing doing this? This this maybe I got in over my head. No, no, no I I don't think so.
1: First, I want to thank our sponsor, Ladder. I want to talk for a minute about the things that have fundamentally changed the way that we live. These are disruptors. These are things like smartphones, streaming services, and whiter-than-white paint that actually cools down buildings, and even things like commission-free trading. Another one I heard of recently is a company called Ladder, who basically took the life insurance industry, flipped it upside down, and shook out all of the inefficiencies. Before Ladder, if you wanted to get life insurance, you had to drive across town, sit through a sales pitch, fill out a ton of paperwork, and then wait six to eight weeks to find out if you're approved. Alex, can you wait six to eight weeks for that? Six to eight weeks, no one has time for that. Oh man, Alex, your voice sounds great, dude. Anyway, you'd also receive a zillion phone calls from agents trying to bundle your life insurance with things like car insurance. Now with Ladder, you can get fast and affordable term life insurance without leaving home. It is 100% digital when you apply for $3 million or less in coverage. No doctors, no needles, no paperwork. So if you're between the ages of 20 and 60, you need coverage and want to team up with a company that's redeeming life insurance? Choose Ladder. When I went to Ladder to get my quotes, they were so easy. I was able to do it right from my phone in just minutes. Quit wasting time and check out Ladder today to see if you're instantly approved. Go to ladderlife.com slash iced coffee. That's ladder, L-A-D-D-E-R, life.com slash iced coffee. Ladderlife.com slash iced coffee. Thank you so much, Ladder, for sponsoring this episode and back to the show.
2: So let's talk about your financials. How do you make money? Oh. during this entire
0: process. Yeah. So, I mean, I still do a have- youtube videos i mean i make maybe one a month now right um but the videos like i have videos from three or four years ago that are still getting views so it's, it's kind of weird um i mean that my personal brand youtube channel is still you know like covers all the bills i might need what does it make in these days um the ad revenue on it it yeah. definitely went down a lot because i i don't post anymore yeah. um so i think it's like 17 or 18 grand that's wow is, that's i mean that's, that's good. incredible yeah. really i thought that's you guys really, were gonna know that. no, that's no really
1: gosh
2: yeah. to post once a month yeah, yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> K- K- 18. Like, that's, that's a lot of money
1: yeah
0: i mean i can show you if you I, want yes like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah 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 it's um i mean it's just like old videos that, that that
1: last time i remember we had you on about a year ago maybe yeah. <clears throat> i think yeah. you were doing like 40, 40. 50 yeah. a month on your channel back then, yeah, and so you are
2: posting like every other week, I think, or every like third about, yeah. week, and back you're also then, making yeah, like see.
1: totally different content, like not right. money content. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't make as Whoops. much,
0: because um, I just kind of wanted to go for the lifestyle content that I wanted to make, and I kind of just do the yeah. the channel for fun now. Yeah, let's yeah, I mean,
1: you're making so content like the, the top books that I want to. Yeah, it's just recommend. what I want to do. You know, like, I live um, in my truck or whatever. like yeah, all that content. I,
0: I feel like I would get bored with it if I was making the same content that I was making two or three years ago.
1: This is awesome. I mean, you're, you're living by the saying, like, it's it's not a sprint, it's a marathon.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, the way I look at it is, like, as long as I'm in the green every month and as long as revenue's growing every month, then I'm, I'm cool.
1: Is it still growing every month?
0: Uh, not my personal brand necessarily, but um, in total, you know, just from any other stuff that's going on any other stuff well yeah tell us about yeah. this yeah, other this? stuff yeah. that's going on um yeah there's just always projects you know like um i have some other channels i've been working on really yeah outsourcing and uh wait and... a
2: second what other channels i thought you only had one channel oh, uh, he has the Nate O'Brien
1: show right
0: oh yeah
1: or the the other one
0: i do have that one yeah. yeah 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 and then
1: don't you have one with your brother
0: i do yeah i have that one too yeah and then um i have a yeah that's all of them? <laughs> no tell, tell us about the other channel you're holding something back no i'm not i'm not holding anything back i'm just uh you know there's there's definitely like i'm i'm always working on something right yeah. so like i'm not gonna just sit around and do nothing so there's always like investments and things i've just been spending a lot more time doing like active investments right. and just other ways to make money you know
1: yeah i know you went in on the amc blackberry nokia thing right you comfortable talking about that?
0: Uh, yeah, I can, I can talk about that. Yeah,
1: yeah, that was Ooh, fun. I don't know about this. Yeah, what is it? It? and build a bear too.
0: Build a bear. Yeah. Wait Build-A-Bear, a second. Yeah, um, yeah, that was probably one of my better trades that I've made.
1: So tell us life. a little bit about what happened there. Yeah, walk uh, us through the very beginning okay, how you okay. found it, where you okay. saw it. Let's hear this. So it
0: started with Brian Young. Called me up one day. It was January, like early January. And he's like, Nate, there's something brewing. Look at GameStop. It's it's like going up, you know, ten percent every day. Um and he was like still I don't know what the price of game of, of GameStop was at the moment, but it was just brewing on Wall Street bets. It was picking up steam. Um and and then we started to look at it and we realized. AMC was next. <laughs> Why? So, how, do, how do you so realize AMC was next? It was, you could just see it brewing. Like it's it's so hard to. Right, okay. Right. First of all, first of all, I'm not just a di- like a degenerate gambler. Um, I have two like portfolios. I have my real like investment portfolio, and then I have my sort of like swing trade sort of you know, uh, gambling
1: gambler. gambling yeah, portfolio. Yeah, yeah. I guess oh, okay. you could say that's right. like a lot smaller. Speculative.
0: But, yeah, speculative. That that's my the risky word for portfolio. it. Yes. Yeah. Um. And and so. <clears throat> we saw it brewing with AMC and it was like $3 a share. This was like so early on. And we just were like, I can't believe we found this. Like it's, it's going to pop. Um, so what happened is I then put in, like, I was so confident on it. Uh, I put in an order for 60,000 shares. (laughs) So what? $180,000 rounded up to 200 grand. Yeah. So I put in an order for 60,000 shares of AMC went to bed. Um, and I think it was a market order. um, but then, like, I woke up in a panic at like five in the morning and I was like, I cannot do this. This is like too much, too much speculation here. Uh, so um, I, I canceled the order, changed it to 6,000 shares. Oh. Um, yeah, I know. Um, and so I think if, if those 60,000 shares, if I would have actually bought those at $3, that would have been went from three to uh, peaked at like $60 a yeah. share, right? So it would have been what? Like, 20x. So, f- yeah, it would have been like a million. Yeah, like a few million. Yeah, yeah,
2: but you can never look at
1: it like yeah, that because right. you right. wouldn't
0: have sold it necessarily. You're lucky make. you still got in. Yeah, I, I got in. I got in so early. I got lucky with that. Um, yeah, Nokia um, and BlackBerry. I think. I think I post those on like my close friend story sometimes. Yeah. I, I don't publicize it to like my followers because um, I don't want to like influence people. Yeah, I don't want to influence people, right. and it, it's because it's my speculative portfolio. It's, it's really like yeah, I'm not gonna publicize that. Um, I think also uh, Chris Camillo, right? He he made like mm-hmm. a million or two off of that that trade as well. Like he wow. did the same thing. He bought AMC like so early on. And then it like, so you can just see it, like you can see it coming up, you know? So what, what did you sell the AMC at? I used to hold Uh, it. This was after the little, uh, you know, fiasco with the, uh, brokerage companies, you know, saying, Oh, we're going to like outbound only. We're only, you're only allowed to sell. Yeah. Um, so I kind of like got hurt by that, but, um, I, I don't know exactly how much I made. I mean, it was, uh, I, I probably sold it for like $10, $12, maybe a share, um definitely profit because i just because i got in so early right I mean, so many people lost so much money um and i think just like as a side note if you got like as a good indicator too of when to get out of, of any type of like swing trade or, or meme trade just whenever dave portnoy buys that's, that's when you when sell you- that's <laughs> when you're at the top like with safe moon remember he was like yeah. i'm going all in on safe moon next day down like you know 70%. what i think it is
2: yeah that that's a good indicator by the time it ends up on cnbc it's yeah, too late yeah yeah, always CNBC CNBC was the the, the front page headline everywhere when Robin Hood went up to like $70 a
0: share mm-hmm. that was the peak of the market right there yeah and it's it's like really tough um, that's why it's my speculative portfolio because it's it. there's definitely like a certain amount of like you can have a good hunch you can have a good understanding of it you think but it's still like you, you gotta be on the right side of the momentum
2: how, yeah what did that portfolio start at like what was the amount that you put in you're like this is how much
0: I'm gonna risk Um, it was probably like couple hundred thousand okay like it was both yeah like most of that portfolio when i started it was like i'm dedicating this it was like that 180 i was gonna do for amc yeah so it's like about what it started with probably 200
2: and then now what's it worth
0: um okay so interesting um so it 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 definitely it went up to like a few hundred thousand after the whole thing like it still ended up in the green Mm -hmm. not as much as i was at like peak i was up what like um i think i doubled my money on on nokia in like five minutes it went from four dollars to eight dollars a share And I made like 136 grand on that, and then it came down. But what? Okay, so then eventually I was up maybe like 100,000 or so, just estimated. Uh, And then the meme stuff died down. I I sold before, like you know, didn't get left holding the bag on that. Um, And then you could see it brewing again in like April and May. I like I I remember I was on the subway in New York, and I just overheard these transit workers talking about AMC coming back. Um, And so I then went back and bought. Twelve thousand shares of AMC at like nine dollars a share in May. Mm. After it came all the way back down, yeah. Um, sold it at eleven, and then I bought Build a Bear with the money that I used for AMC. <clears throat>
2: wow! So you're just browsing like all day here, but, but this all is, day, yeah,
0: yeah. But like I said, this is really just like this is like the fun portfolio right, right. that like you know. Be reasonable,
1: everyone. Definitely. Yeah,
0: yeah. But also like there there are certain times and you just like you have such high conviction on something. Um, and I've really watched a lot of the dumb money guys videos. Um, I think it's really great. And and Chris has some great points. Um, and there's times when you just have like such like strong conviction on something like with Build-A-Bear, uh, which sounded crazy at the moment, um, before they released their earnings, um, back in May. But I think it's good to go in pretty heavy when you're, when you have like really strong confidence on something.
2: Do you think the whole momentum thing is starting to, like, fizzle down a little bit? Yeah, right now. It seems yeah. like it is. Um,
0: I, I see no reason why it wouldn't be back at some point in the future. Like, there's no catalyst to, like, stop it from being back. Mm-hmm. Um I think the thing that'll stop, like, the whole meme stuff where just, like, some random stock goes up to hundreds of dollars is some type of regulation. Um, and I know the SEC was talking about that. I think mm-hmm. it was SEC or whoever's in charge of that was talking about, like, potentially, like, how do we – prevent securities from getting totally manipulated by just, like, people. It's like a collective, like, yeah. people just pumping something up. Um,
2: what are your thoughts about that? Because you do have these big people with these huge platforms they are like, you know what? I like this stock a lot. I'm all in on it. And they they could very easily manipulate the price without yeah. actually manipulating and the price. This is just sharing their opinion. But at what point does that become
0: price manipulation? Like, when you have a million mm-hmm.
2: followers, 10 million, 20
0: million? And that's why... Because I don't have the answer to that, that's why I don't talk about my trades yeah. ever, um, like publicly. Because I don't, I don't even want to have like anything, like any problem. You know, I don't want to have even like the slight doubt that like, oh, I moved a stock, right? Because I think I, like, not bragging, but like, I'm pretty sure if I start posting stuff about, hey, I'm buying this it small cap factor, stock, like yeah. it's gonna, it's gonna move. Um, especially if it's like a two hundred million dollar company, like it doesn't take a lot. If it's really low volume, usually, um, it doesn't take a lot to, yeah. to move that stock. It's going to be interesting
2: I- interesting to see how that plays out eventually because uh, if your if your uncle Jimbo is on Facebook with like three followers is like I'm going all in on uh, I don't yeah know, it's definitely give me, give it, me a, yeah. the Fisker hurts yeah. because it's going up 50x yeah. nobody cares you're like oh well, Uncle Jimbo that's just fine. But meanwhile, uh, let's say Logan Paul says the same thing, and it's like, wait a second. Yeah. And-, uh, and it's just the difference of how many people are listening. But who's to say you don't say something, and that goes viral? And then then mm-hmm. are you on the hook for that?
0: Yeah, and I, I think it also depends on, on, like, if you actually believe in the company and you're actually holding long-term, or if you strategically, like, are planning on... Like, people do this with crypto all yeah. the time. Um, it's really unfortunate, you know? I see so many influencers just, like, pumping something up. They're like, buy this, buy this, buy this, like... Um, and it's, yeah, I just wouldn't want to be in that.
2: Right. But here's where it gets iffy, too. Let's just say you have a price target of, like, $20, and mm-hmm. it's a $5 stock. And you say, hey, guys, I love this $5 stock. I'm going to hold it until it hits, like, 20 down the line. Imagine if it hits 20 the next day, and they are
0: like, wait a second. I already hit my price target. I'm going to sell. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, like, I, I'm not a lawyer, so I, yeah. I don't really know uh, what the the laws are on that, so I just avoid. That's smart. Yeah. What's in your other portfolio? Uh. It's mostly just um, like index funds, you know, VU, the the simple ones like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I bought Jet's index fund. I probably should have unloaded that like a couple months ago um, because that's actually down since I went into it last year. Um, You know, it was was up quite a bit. Like it was just like the airline ETF. But they've been having some trouble lately. Yeah, it's it's a lot of those companies, you know, Walmart, uh, Penn National Gaming, uh, you know, a couple of the fangs. But uh, I'm trying to really like... Consolidate things, and so that I don't have to actively, you know, listen in on the earnings call from like twenty different companies because I just feel like I don't have the time for that now. Um, And I think it'd be foolish to sort of blindly invest in like random companies, like Apple, for example. I'm probably not going to have like sit down and listen to their earnings, so I'm not going to go buy their their stock.
1: Hmm. Are you not focusing so much anymore on the financials of your life? Because I remember. Last time we met, you it was interesting meeting a personal finance YouTuber that didn't care so much about like saving like a little bit of money here or like spending money here or raising your income so much, and it was that was fascinating for me to see because I'm not used to it. Are you still kind of similar to that? And Graham was baffled at that because it's yeah, like the opposite of Graham,
0: you know? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a saying where it's like you, you never see um, like a, a U-Haul being towed by a hearse or something, right? Like, uh, like you can't really bring your stuff with you and. um Like in -hmm. terms of money, you know, uh, I feel like I'm, I'm at a good spot. I'm, I'm pretty content with it. And as long as I have more money next year than I have this year, then I'm happy, you know, and it it doesn't have to be, you know, 10 X growth every year for the next Mm -hmm. 20 years. Like I don't need to be a billionaire. Um, pretty content with where i am do you have yeah. any
1: like money goal or anything like a, a net worth goal or anything that once you hit that you'll definitely like chill out or
0: um not not really i i did set those goals like when i was when i was younger when i was like 17 uh when i was in college just like all right i need to make a million dollars by the time i'm 21 um, and then I think once you get to a certain threshold, everybody has a different threshold. Um, for me, I think you only really need, I shouldn't say only, but like <laughs> that's, that's the wrong <laughs> way to let's put it. it. Let's that's hear it. it's the wrong way to put it. But like I think you really only need like a million um, to be set for life.
2: Depends yeah. on the area. Yeah. yeah. A million yeah. in California, first of all. They're gonna take like thirty percent in tax. Yeah, cost of living is atrocious. Gas now, by the way, in California, started so reaching six dollars a
1: gallon. I paid five.
2: I yeah.
0: paid five dollars and forty cents on my way here. I just drove into wow. Nevada. Yeah, yeah. Was, it was, it in, was it in Bishop? It was on the border between Nevada and California, and I was I had Ur. like 10, like ten miles left. Mm. Like I was like, I need I get to get you. gas. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah,
0: they get you. Yeah, I saw a picture. I I think it was on CNN. At
2: the Beverly Center in L.A., it was like six dollars and nineteen cents for premium. Wow, six dollars for gas for a gallon. Inflation, it's wild. I mean, you know, yeah. Supply
0: or what, I, I don't know what, but um, yeah, definitely everything's going up. Yeah,
2: but a million could take you pretty far in a lot of states. Yeah, it's just yeah. I think if you're a coastal state, New York, California, maybe mm-hmm. maybe some more expensive
0: cities, it doesn't. Yeah, but I yeah. I guess like kind of just the way I viewed it, it's like um yeah like I if I had a million I could just live. Um, and I, I don't have to do crazy things. Like I'm, I don't need to spend a lot of money and I'll still be pretty content. So, yeah.
1: Hmm. So what are you spending your time doing these days aside from traveling in the car? Like there's gotta be some,
0: uh, yeah. Um, just a lot of thinking, I guess, uh, meditating, um, thinking more. (laughs) And and also just like, uh, socializing too. You know, I like a lot of networking actually. Um, I feel like I go out to dinners quite a bit with YouTubers cause because I travel mm-hmm. a lot, um, there's always like other YouTubers or business people in any spe- like any city that I go to. Um, so it's always, I love meeting people, making connections with people, um, and just making more friends. Yeah. What do you think about moment mostly? <sighs> just, just life. Uh, sometimes I, sometimes I don't even think, <laughs> I don't know if I should say that It makes me sound stupid but like like just like really clearing your mind and just and just being able to like really relax and just like enjoy the world just existing Yeah just like existing I some people probably don't understand what I'm saying there but like yeah just existing hmm. just living life
2: What's what's the biggest thing you've learned from that experience so far
0: Um probably that I mean you can be content like anywhere that you are like um when I'm in my truck in the mountains somewhere um I don't really need, like, items and stuff. Um, I don't really need a lot and just, like, just living life, yeah. Hmm. Have you ever had any dangerous situations or anything that kind of freaked you out? Uh, there were times, yeah, where, um, like, you know, like, I can lock my truck from the inside and everything, but, yeah, there's times where you don't have cell service and you're in the middle of nowhere. And nobody can hear you scream, so, <laughs> um, yeah. But otherwise, I mean, I'm, I'm still here, so I feel pretty... Mostly safe, yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Shouldn't there be something where if you are in a position like that, like no cell service, like if your car broke down or something like that, shouldn't there be something like where you could press a button and it like it sends a GPS signal?
0: That's a good idea, yeah. I should definitely get one of those.
1: You should get a few flares,
0: yeah, some flares, yeah. Um, couldn't light those in this area, it's wildfires. Right, right. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I should probably get one of those. I mean, I guess like. I, I, oh, I don't even have a spare tire. I have to get one of those because if I break that, like oh, if I get a geez. flash, I'm, I'm screwed. I'd have to hitchhike somewhere.
1: So, Have you ever had to hitchhike?
0: Uh, only in the, uh, Yosemite. So and that's like a really safe place to hitchhike, you know, I think. Hmm, yeah, like you're not going to get killed in Yosemite. So hitchhiking can be a little bit weird, though. I kind of want to do it, but it's I feel like you need to do it with somebody else.
1: I feel like it used to be safer
0: yeah and now yeah.
1: it's it's a little dangerous and you also have to think about the type of person that would pick up a hitchhiker
0: yeah you exactly. know yeah i mean have you never picked up a hitchhiker
1: no i've wanted to really? but yeah. i i was usually in the car with my parents and you know you don't really want to bring a random person into a close quarter with your child you mm-hmm. know yeah
2: so. i would i would pick up danny duncan if <laughs> you, you see him on the side he hitchhiked well, yeah didn't, didn't he do I, that from <laughs> florida to california yeah,
0: I mean, yeah, the, yeah, the I entire like. yeah, recognized time. a lot. People are yeah. like, "Oh, that's Danny." And this, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I, I picked somebody up once uh, when I was in Colorado, like two months ago. I think it was two months. It was, it was, it was in May. it's um, like, yeah, you can hop in the back of the truck. So, you know, not going to kill you. Well, that's you. good. Yeah, you yeah, want to like have some keep space a separate compartment them. there. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're just trying to get like twenty miles down the road. Yeah. So.
2: so what about loneliness? If you're if you're kind of in the middle of nowhere, no one's around for like a week on end
0: yeah I think a week is is like a good time um over a week yeah I'm sure you would you could get lonely but I feel like i I just have friends like in most places so mm-hmm. I'm always hanging out with people in um, a lot of cases too I'll like meet up with people who are also doing van life mm-hmm. and and living in their cars and stuff and camping so um and also I'm pretty introverted so I'm, I'm like I get a lot of energy by being by myself so um I've never really
1: had any problems with that yeah that's fascinating you think you could do that Graham uh,
2: I think for a few days I could definitely do a few days at a time I don't think I could do a full week so I could definitely do probably three to four days yeah
0: yeah I would actually agree with that like yeah. three to four is a good number I mean I've done a week or more um, but that's like a good number and then you go back into a city somewhere socialize right you know uh, yeah so how do you know where to park and sleep yeah um, so you, you kind of just get to know places and, like, you find a good spot. and Like, this is the spot that, that like, you know. Um, but there's there's an app, actually. I think it's called iOverlander uh, that I use. And you can see it has, like, a map of everything that you can use, like, places to sleep, like, places to park, places to take showers, do, do laundry, like, all kinds of stuff like that, internet. Um, so it's really, really nice. Like, it's, like, a communal. Everybody contributes mm-hmm. to it. And, like, hey, this is a good spot right here. Um, so I, I look at that all the time. That's how I figure out where I'm going.
2: Yeah. I was about to say, how do you figure out showers and stuff like that?
0: That's also never really been a problem. Um, I mean, so I I do like, uh, I'll stay in like Airbnb sometimes, hotels sometimes. So like what I was saying with like how it's not cheaper, um, just to like, you know, clean up and everything and also friends um, and then using that app like you can find places to, to shower. I think I need to get a, a gym membership at like Planet Fitness or or one of those. Uh, I think that would really help like kind of give more options for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Hmm. I remember we did something last time you were here where we talked about the cost of your outfit.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. You yeah. want to wanna run us through?
0: Yeah. I mean, um, let's see. I actually don't remember how much this was. I just bought this the other day. I hmm. like Zara. So it was like Probably like 30 or $40. Yeah. Um, just because, you know, I got to look a little fresher on the, uh, you know, coming out of the woods or desert or whatever. So didn't want to w- walk around like a dirty T-shirt or something. Um, you guys should have seen me like last week. Um, <laughs> and then he's, I'm just wearing black pants. Probably also, you know, $30 maybe. Hmm. Um, and then some socks that I borrowed from my friend.
2: Jack, what about your outfit? Wait, is this? That's not that's not the new shirt, is it? Is
1: it? Uh, No, this is a different shirt.
2: Oh, uh, you know what we did? We did uh, we gave Jack a makeover. Oh, really? $100 makeover. H&M, a $100 makeover. $100 makeover. Yeah. H&M. Yeah. Good
1: stuff there. Yeah. Like I got mean, like five outfits. Yeah.
2: The,
0: the problem with HM is the stuff falls apart pretty quick. Um,
2: I would disagree. All of my clothes are H&M
1: in almost everything I've had for years.
0: I do like their t-shirts. That's where I get my t-shirts yeah. from. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, my whole outfit's were like really cheap. I think this shirt was like $10. And I think these shorts were 12 Wow. Yeah,
0: yeah I've never really understood the like designer clothes. No, um, no. yeah, but I would see massive lines outside of them. Um, like I'll go to malls a lot and I don't buy stuff. Like I hate shopping. It just like is annoying. Um, but I just like walk around and just like observe like things like how many people are going, like not, I'm, I'm not counting how many people are walking into a store, but just like observe things. Yeah. Um, it also helps with investing too. Like, you know, looking at build a bear and it's like, Hey, there's a, there's a, there's a decent amount of people coming in and out of there. um, but yeah, there's always so many people outside of the Gucci store. Louis Vuitton yeah. always has a massive line for the past, really since um, the first stimulus check came out. And not to say there's a correlation there, but mm. it was around that time, like when malls opened back up, and like, um, yeah, I, I definitely noticed something there. Did you watch Meet Kevin's
2: explana- uh, explanation on that? With yeah, clothes? I saw yeah, a lot of people
0: it. disagree with it too. Right on, uh, what are you talking about here? Are you talking so?
2: What Kevin said was when he was in Las Vegas, he went into – was it a Gucci or a Louis Vuitton or a Dior?
0: It was one of those Mm
2: -hmm. designer stores. He walked in, and he was talking to the people about how busy they were. And he said the people who worked at the store said that they would purposely price their handbags or their items around what the stimulus check is. And knowing that people would go into the store and be like, wow, this is kind of free because I got the stimulus check, and this bag is like exactly $1,200 – or they would just try to upsell them a little bit. So like this one is thirteen fifty. So technically it's only costing me an extra one fifty.
0: Yeah, I think Walmart did that as well. Um for the maybe the first one. Was the first one six hundred dollars? 12, uh, okay. I think it was 12. Yeah. Okay. So whatever, like the first one was, or there was a second one that was 600, right? Yeah. Okay. So that one I remember seeing in the news, like are people posting, There's like the, like the Walmart aisles. There's just like, you'd see like $600 TVs, $600 like items. Um, so yeah, probably, I mean, I guess that's just smart business, uh, to, to kind of, you know, realize that like, oh, I don't know how many people got a stimulus check, but you know, over a hundred million probably. Um, so yeah, it's smart business.
1: What about minimalism? Because I remember last time we spoke as well, you were like very, very into minimalism. And obviously, like living in a truck, it's hard to have like quite a few things. Yeah, yeah. So have you gotten more minimalist than the last time we spoke?
0: Uh, I I guess so, yeah.
1: And how would you say like the whole minimalism thing affects your lifestyle and your overall happiness? Like I I remember I heard this one thing where I think it was like Steve Jobs or Bill Gates only has black shirts. Mm -hmm. Because like... It's fewer decisions to be made in a Zuckerberg day. Zuckerberg, too. Was it Zuckerberg? It's, yeah, it's yeah. the same thing. Exactly. So you wear the same thing every day. You remove a decision from your day so you can focus elsewhere, which is kind of smart. Like, like how would you say your minimalism affects your life? And would you say generally it makes you happier?
0: It definitely makes things a lot easier. Um, you know, like, there's so many benefits to it. Like, if you have an apartment or a house and you're, you're a minimalist, uh, instead of decluttering every week and putting stuff back into their cabinets, back into the closets, you can just get rid of it. And you save so much time cleaning, um, you know, like even with my truck too, by like having not a lot in it, I can have more space, less time cleaning. Um, and you also save money too. I don't really do it for the money side of it, but that definitely is a benefit for people. Like if you find yourself living a paycheck to paycheck, especially, and you want to cut something, just like start really thinking about, do I actually need this? Cause there's always like, you know, I go to people's houses and they have like three different types of blenders, um, I, I, I don't know. I feel like you can get away with just one. So, yeah.
1: Wow. Sorry, I'm, yeah. I'm not coming
0: at anybody. If, if they have three, don't, don't. I think you know.
2: we have two blenders. Do we really? We have two. Yeah, we have oh, a magic boy. bullet, and we have uh, something else. Yeah. <laughs> but, they have the, but they're but they each for a different purpose. Mm-hmm. The big Everything blender is like, yeah. you need a big blender for stuff. But the magic bullets for like, you know, just on the go. Just, you know, a few things. Yeah. It's easy. Uh, how much do you spend in a week? We got to bring it's, that back to what I spend in a weeks.
0: It's, it's so hard to gauge because there's, there's weeks where I will literally spend zero dollars. I mean, you know, there's probably like subscriptions or something that'll like kick in or whatever, but, um, when I'm off the grid zero dollars and then there's other times where I'm traveling a lot, like in the past week, I definitely spent, you know, a decent amount of money. Cause I went out to dinner last night and the night before, uh, business meals, mm-hmm. um, and you know hotel tonight that was like a hundred some dollars. So th- 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 there could be weeks where you know I'll spend like a thousand dollars in a week. Um, when you add everything in, like I was just over in Europe in Airbnbs for like a month. Um, so that probably costs at least a few thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do, What do you think the average week? though? like a thousand bucks a week, a fifteen hundred. If 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 you're including business expenses, yeah, then probably about a thousand dollars. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like just like business dinners or like um, you know, other business things,
2: golfing, <laughs>
0: business recreation. <laughs> no, I, I'm really conservative. Business with,
2: Chipotle. Yeah, no, no, no. I
0: like not, not to get into taxes, but yeah. I'm, I'm really conservative with like what I, you know, like I don't write off that much cause I'm just, you know, want to yeah. steer clear of any problems with that. Yeah.
2: Now for, for your taxes, uh, do you have to worry about being in a location for too long and like, oh, I, I technically I filmed a video in Montana, so now i got to file a tax return to Montana?
0: Uh, yeah, my, my I talk to my accountant about that yeah. kind of stuff a lot. Um, it does definitely, like, if I am in a place for a really long time, then I would start thinking about that. Um, and I think there's certain places, too, where, like, you have to pay tax based off of how many days you were there, mm-hmm. uh, which is crazy. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a Pennsylvania resident for now, so... Uh, And I think I would only worry about that if I was spending like a lot of time Somewhere. Yeah, what's the state tax in Pennsylvania? Uh, it's three point oh seven percent. That's and, the top tax rate. Uh, yes, for personal. Um, so it's it's not terrible, really. That, that's insane. That's why three percent. That's what it's. Is that a lot or a little? No, a it's little. Likely, yeah. yeah. So that's why I haven't changed my residency yet because, like, you know, if I was paying ten percent or thirteen point three in yeah. the top bracket in California, uh, I I definitely would would move. Yeah. Um, especially because I I move around so much that it's like why not establish residency somewhere else, um, you know. Got it. Yeah.
2: Let me ask you this. I'm just curious because the, I think the last time we talked, you were getting close to a million in a year, right?
0: Mm,
2: uh, a million subscribers? No, no, a million dollars. Making oh, million. yeah, yeah. Did yeah. you? Were you able to cross that?
0: Uh, with like my just, like w- just everything, with my, my YouTube. channel?
2: Yeah, no, no, just just with everything, everything you, combined. Everything uh, combined? Uh, did we do that?
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: maybe. Yeah. We did. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. With the sale of stock,
1: right? Like that um, included was pretty significant. I can imagine.
0: Yeah, you could include that. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Good job. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. I don't I don't really call myself like a, a millionaire. It feels weird like saying that, but I guess Yeah. I guess you could say that. Yeah,
2: see, it's weird because you're the only personal finance YouTuber. You ask a question and you're like that and you're a little bit reserved about giving the answer even though like
0: you got started in finance. Yeah, I'm like I'm I'm a pretty private guy, I yeah. feel like, you know, and people are surprised by that cuz I'm sitting here talking about my life, but I still there's a lot of things I like to keep private, you know. Sure. Like
1: do it does it make you uncomfortable to talk about money and stuff like that?
0: It does feel weird, um like growing up, my parents never talked about money. Like I have no idea how much money they make, um and they never talked about it. And that's just kind of like the culture in my family hmm. um and I think it's like how it is in a lot of households,, uh, but also like I think. You know, it was fun to talk about it. And I would do like those income updates back in 2018, right. 2019. Yeah. And then it just got kind of got to a point where it just felt weird, yeah. you know, because like it went from people cheering you on of like, this is so cool. You're making like $6,000 yeah. a month in college. This is amazing. Uh, and I just kind of felt like, you know, like too much like bragging almost. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's why the last one I made on income updates was like January 2020. Yeah. yeah. I could see that. The same, th- something similar happened to me. I think
2: originally when everyone started doing it, it was new Mm -hmm. and nobody had ever done that before. And it was like, wow, they're just like revealing all this transparency. And especially for someone like you, I think people have followed you from the very beginning and they really support like everything that you're doing and they're excited for you. And just you sharing that little victory is like, wow, if, if Nate could do it and he came from there and I watched his journey Then I could do something similar too. And if I if I follow along, like this is what's possible. So that's 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 how I originally went into it. Mm -hmm. But then it did seem a while. Like I think the last income update, I don't know, six months ago, and that was a lot. I told Jack, even that one, I was like, didn't want to do it, but you know, I had carried this on every year. Yeah. I may as well do one last hurrah video on that. But then after that, it's like you're right. In the very beginning, it's it's fun, it's new and decided, But then after a while, it's like okay, this
0: is the the twentieth update. <laughs> yeah, and like those videos always do well. They too, do because people are interested. They like do. they want to yeah. know. And I think it's great. Like it is good to be transparent because it's um like probably thousands of people have watched your videos and then been like, I'm going to be just like Graham. And then they went out and they did it. And, and now they're probably almost full time, like making yeah. thousands of dollars a month because they they saw you come up like this. Um, and it inspired them. So, yeah, that's great.
2: Now, you know what's fun, too? Uh, in our last podcast, we were talking about videos that oh, yeah. uh, end up doing really well. Told me to make a video on side hustles. And back then, I told you, I hated making videos mm-hmm. on side Because I feel like side hustles don't really change. The same thing. Uh, well, I made a video about side hustles. Because, uh, you know what, you recommended it. That video is almost at a million views. Yeah,
0: yeah. And that's what happens, too. Like, I, I made a, um, like, you know, five, top seven businesses to start in 2021. And I, I make those every year. And it's like, okay, like, people aren't going to watch this now. It's 2021. Like, I've been making these for years. Yeah. And, yeah, that video is doing, like, it gets, you know, three or 4,000 views a day yeah. for the past year, you know. So those videos always do well.
1: So what are some of the top businesses to start in 2021?
0: Um, right now, yeah. Let's talk about first side hustles. Okay. Okay. Maybe the top side,
2: top five. Okay. Side hustles, and then we'll do the top five ways to make hundred dollars a day in passive income. Oh boy! <laughs> I, I hope I can bring come back up with the oldies here
0: because I haven't made a video like this in a long time. Um. Usually, I spend a lot of time. Like, if I'm going to make a video like that, I'm going to spend days like you ask like what do i think about it's that kind of stuff like i'll just like pace around all day and be like "Mm, mushroom farm you know Um, (laughs) yeah i remember that scene. side hustles uh i I don't know who made this table but looks a little pricey make his table
2: oh you know what i do think we got to give a huge shout out to black forest wood co for this table believe it or not they made this entirely from from scratch look at this well you can't really see we'll throw some b-roll on this they included coffee inside the table which is incredible. And then they put this cool, like, glaze through it. It almost looks like a river of coffee. So, we're going to put their information down below in the description. We'll, we'll, you know what? We'll put up like a little thing right here. But thank you so much. And for anyone else who's interested in a table like this, they have some fantastic products.
0: Yeah. So, what are we talking about? Side hustles? Side hustles. Yeah. I mean, how, like, there's anything. Like, the money is everywhere, and you can make money in anything. Like, literally, you guys just got these, right? It's yeah. this is black walnut, right? Yeah. So black walnut, that's worth a lot of money. Okay. And so you could, you can make these, right? Like I, I remember because when my brother and I, we had a firewood business and sometimes we'd stumble upon like black walnut trees and those are worth a lot of money. And we knew that we could sell these if we cut them into really large pieces, really large chunks, we could sell them to somebody who made things just like this or made uh, furniture made tables. Mm. Um, and you can get a premium for that. So like there's Money everywhere. I feel like if if you look at your hobbies and and you analyze like what do you love doing and then also have a lot of knowledge about and then just find a way to monetize it. Like there's always a way. Sometimes you have to be really creative with it. Um, but yeah, that's what I suggest.
1: Just coming up with anything. Every side hustle is viable in your mind.
0: Yeah. Like I mean, I used to sell mealworms, right. Um, the mushroom farm didn't didn't work out on, unfortunately portabella mushroom farm why right. by the way of course why that fail i mean i was like 13 and just i it was hard to find customers um you know like how, who's going to buy bags of mushrooms it was it was yeah. it was, it was, it was it sounded like a good thing in theory because Pennsylvania produces a lot of mushrooms. Um, but it just, you know, it, there was also like the shiny object syndrome thing going yeah. on when I was 13. It was like I was trying to find a business. I was trying to find something. I'd get excited about something. I'd do it for two months and then find the next thing that looked like a better opportunity. You know what's going to take off? I
2: guarantee this is going to blow up.
0: You heard it here first. Growing funguses.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. It's going to be a huge thing. I uh, went to the, uh, oh, gosh, what was it? The farmer's market the other week. And there was a table there that was selling these kits, the grow your own fungus kits. Mm -hmm. I got to say, it looks so cool. And all it takes is for like a few viral TikToks to be like, look at this. fun!" And they're cool looking. I mean, it looks like a piece of coral that you could grow in like no light. That's easy to take care of that, that you could kind of do on your own. It doesn't take a lot of work, but you could give it the time it needs. They're just neat. It made me want to grow fungus like that. and, and. I think a lot of these are edible. Like you could, you could eat them. Not like poisonous, or anything. Uh. you're gonna like have some crazy <laughs> yeah. experience. But it's it's just cool stuff, and they grow in all sorts of shapes and sizes. Like, um, gosh, what is this? The the putty stuff blew up. Like there are people making like a hundred thousand a month. Something slime. The, slime. Yeah, really. Yeah, like the slimes, and it's just you see these Instagram things of them like kneading the slime, and it's it's just it's cool to watch. Fungus. Yeah, I'm telling you, I, yeah. I think fungus could
0: be a big one. Yeah, I should talk to my Gross. sister. She's uh, she's going for botany for college. Yeah. So she loves fungus. She's it's, always like sending me like things about mushrooms all the time. But, yeah,
2: listen. Yeah. I think you make you make a, a fungus kit that sends you a new type of new type
0: of fungus. Every fungus
1: month. subscription? Seriously? No,
0: there's so much money in fungus. Seriously, because like I I I saw a new company that uh instead of packing peanuts, they use some type of like. Fungus or like cardboard, like instead of cardboard, they use biodegradable. Yes. Yes. Totally biodegradable. I forget what it's called, but there's just so many new things coming out with it that it's definitely an industry that's going to blow up in the next five, 10 years.
1: I feel like the name fungus though, could work against it. Like, like you don't want to like be like, yeah, come check out my fungus farm. (laughs) I'm like, you know, eating my fungus. (laughs) (laughs) That just doesn't sound very appealing. There's there's a lot
0: of fancier words for, for mushrooms. Like, Like what? Ah, uh, wow! I'm blanking. Um, like mycelium, my my, what is it? Uh, what the hell? Plant. What is it? Mycelium. Alex, S- speaking
1: to S- the mic. Uh, it's not caliper. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like mycelium.
0: mycelium or, yeah. Something that like does that. sound pretty. Fancy. Like, look at this.
1: Yes. Yeah. Is that a fungus? Yeah.
0: So okay. this is. Uh, okay, I'm
2: speaking of yeah. So look at this. It's called Golden Oyster Mushroom Grow Kits. Twenty eight dollars. But look how cool that looks. Yeah, you
0: just throw some mushroom spores in there and uh, gets the job done. That's neat. And imagine
2: hey, every month. We
1: should have month. one of those as a, on, on the table right here. Yeah. We
0: should.
2: That's pretty cool. That's called Lion's Mane. I want more side hustles.
0: One more. Give oh us another God. side hustle. Um, gee, I mean. You 18, know. no money. What do I do? Okay. Um, you got to look at your skills, obviously. And everybody's. Some, so, so many people say, I have no skills, like I'm totally worthless or whatever. Um, everybody has something that you're slightly better than the average person at. And it could be something really stupid or it could be something like really cool. Like you could teach people how to surf. Like there's like look at all of your hobbies and you can teach somebody how to do that, right? You are good with guitar, teach somebody how to play guitar. Um, you, you speak, you know... Uh, like Spanish and and you know people who want to learn Spanish you can teach them that right so teaching people how to do something great side hustle you definitely know something that that somebody's willing to pay money for so and and the great part about that is that there's really no overhead for it right so it's not gonna cost you much money to get started with that that's great that's
1: a great answer actually. that is yeah. a really good answer I'm a little curious like like you're talking about all your different businesses and stuff and and you say that you spend a lot of time just kind of pacing and thinking mm-hmm. it seems like like you have more time and I'm trying to get like a feel for like, where does the time go? How, I mean, you drive around in your car, you, you sit places, I'm sure like admire views. I always see like you're in mountain ranges and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, you,
0: um, yeah, I mean, there's, I don't really know, uh, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, it's definitely like, there's meetings obviously. Um, I'm on the phone with my brother a lot cause he, I kind of do a lot of thinking and then he does a lot of, work i guess you could say um so we kind of work together with some business stuff
1: what kind of business yeah. stuff are you working with yeah you're holding something you're holding, uh, something, you're holding yeah, something back yeah. what is it no, i trying to figure out if it it you is. don't want to talk about it, you don't have to talk it's about it i mean I just
0: like a little bit i mean i'll just say like yeah we have some youtube channels uh some blogs um and then also yeah a lot of my time is spent like finding places to put money I guess so. Like I don't like pumping all of my money into the S and P 500, so I'm looking for new investments. Sometimes, you know, there's like angel investments that Mm -hmm. get pitched to us, Um, but you know, more so looking for cash businesses that I can invest into. So I'm probably investing into another media company uh, in the next couple of weeks. I'm excited about that. Probably can't talk about it like uh, here right now. Um, And yeah, just like putting money into different projects and kind of like setting things up. Like we'll have. Some random business idea and be like, all right, we want to do this, but we don't have any more time to go and like try to build this business. So we'll just set up like a project basically, like and say, okay, put 25 grand into this over the next twelve months and kind of just let it run and then it should be profitable by that end of the twelve month period.
2: Now you say media company and you say YouTube channels. Can you can you tell us the YouTube channels? Or like how about the niche? How no, I don't niche.
0: think uh, uh, I don't think so.
2: So okay, so if you can't tell us that the channel is it that you're you're running another channel or you you have some sort of input on another channel that Yeah, so like we I'm split? not on the channels. Like, right cuz
0: right. I like being behind the scenes. Yeah. So so we'll just hire somebody to to make the content. Um, you know, script writers, editors, and they'll just do all of that and it's kind of just like We'll just say, like, all right, here's what we're going to do next. Here's the next 20 videos, and go ahead and go make those. Wow. Um, yeah, and we just let them marinate for a while, like, you know, half a year or something.
1: How, have any of them taken off? Maybe. <laughs> I am so wow. curious. I, hey, you don't uh, have yeah, to say. I you can, don't have to say. That's, that's I'll, awesome. I'll, just,
0: I'll show you guys a little bit after
1: okay. After the podcast. That's, that's awesome, man. Congratulations yeah. on Thanks. that. That's something
2: that I wanted to do originally. Before I, I even started making YouTube videos, I wanted to do exactly that. I wanted to invest in a YouTube channel. And have some just oversight. I, I I thought a lot of channels back in like 2013 could have done so well had they just had like a business mindset. Yeah. And these were a yeah. lot of channels that just they had really good content, but they had no direction in terms of like how to monetize it. They were really good at being in front of the camera. They just needed someone to take control and be like, this is how we should structure it. We're gonna we're gonna do this and make a lot of money, but split it. And what was holding a lot of people back was that. They were still working jobs. Like the channel mm-hmm. was not making any money. So they yeah. couldn't give it 100%. They were like, you know, working a job half the day and then like going and doing this. And it just didn't turn yeah. out the same. I wanted people to do it full time. Yeah.
0: And I guess that's where it kicks in, where it's like, if you're so confident in it, you just say, all right, I'll like, I'll pay you. Like, I'll, I'll make sure that you can quit your job and yeah. do this full time. That's a bigger gamble, obviously. Right. Um, but yeah, people do that sometimes. Wow.
2: All right. Last question on this before we move on. Would this have been a channel that maybe I would have stumbled across? Like maybe I had seen a video, or like probably not. No, actually,
0: no, no definitely not.
1: Okay, I'm just, that's awesome. That's so congratulations, yeah, though. Congratulations. Oh, thanks. Yeah. That's so cool. It's pretty passive, yeah. I'm assuming.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, it's passive. It's passive for me, not really for my brother that much. Um, like we we we're we're really good business partners. And I'm really happy that like we have such a good dynamic where it's like um, not. I don't know if this is a good analogy, but like let's say if like if a business is a car, like I'm kind of the one steering the wheel and then he's the he's he's the engine. Like he's the one yeah. doing day to day operations, mm-hmm. like really like making it work. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, I don't know, maybe I should pick up the slack a little bit, but
2: wow. Uh, Would you say then that's like surpassed your own channel in terms yeah, of like income? Yeah. Jeez! Wow, that is so cool. I am I am shocked that uh, that you're not just like dancing around about this and like screaming at the top of a mountain. This is incredible. You're I don't see fir- why I would though. Why, why would I publicize? Because you're the first one that uh, that I've talked to in the entire finance niche that has managed to build a second channel outside of their own and manage it behind the scenes. The First person I've seen to do that.
1: See, it's just impressive they're, to me that like big. that you were able to do it with yourself, right? And then you go and you apply all of the knowledge that you had learned and you weren't a part of the equation at all as far as like using your current celebrity to grow the channel. I think the hardest part
0: of growing a channel is is like understanding the algorithm. So I kind of got that part down by building my own channel and then you know what works, you know what doesn't work um, going forward. So it's easier to just kind of like – you know.
1: No, I'm sure yeah, finding the channels. right personality to be in front of the camera is very important. Yeah,
0: very difficult. Yeah, and if you guys notice, sometimes I'll post like things on my story with like Google Forms of like, hey, anybody looking for like freelance work? Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. So I just build like a big bank of like hundreds of people who can wow. like, be script writers, editors, be like people on camera. Um, yeah. See, I'm I'm interested in just like the process, like extremely
2: interested in the process behind like. I don't know how much of this you want to talk about. Like, this, to me, is the most exciting thing that, that I think I've, I've talked about all day here. But, like, the process, be- like, what gave you the idea, uh, like, and you don't have to reveal too much, but, like, also why you chose not to promote it through yourself, like, why you wanted to grow it organically and not, like, jumpstart it from the very beginning. How you found people, how you knew that someone was going to be good in front of the camera. Did you have to let people go in the meantime? Like,
0: yeah, so, I mean, um, I'll just bring people on as, in, like, independent contractors, try out a couple people, right, and then and then see how they do, um, but, I mean, so, I really don't, like, I don't mind being on camera, but I'm not naturally an entertainer, I'm not naturally a speaker, so I really do prefer to work on things behind the scenes, yeah. um, and there's just so much opportunity with, with YouTube, like, if you have the... Uh, all right, so let's say you have 25 grand yeah. um, and you want to put it somewhere. You want to invest it somewhere without spending too much time on it. Uh, you could put it into the stock market, right? I feel like I'm already way overexposed to equities. Um, and you could put it into real estate, you could put in other things, maybe grow 10% per year or something. But I just feel like with our understanding, and not to say like I have a superior understanding of YouTube and the you algorithm, do. but um, like I just realized that you know <clears> I could take 25 grand and instead of putting it in the stock market, put it into a new brand. And if that can turn twenty five into say two fifty, like you know that 's a better return than ten yeah. percent, so that was kind of why we started doing that
1: and You're also you, yeah. diversifying like right. a lot out of the finance yeah. niche, obviously still people beholden get canceled to, every you day do, you know
0: you don't wanna, yeah, yeah no kidding. That's, uh, that was why that's why we, we started these wait really no, no, not like the primary <laughs> reason, but it was definitely <laughs> no. like I was like i don 't want to have all my eggs in one basket that's true and I think the worst I, I I feel so bad for people when like they're an influencer, they're doing well and either like, you know, something happens whatever, I mean usually it's their own fault anyway um, but there's also times where it's like they start to slip, like their videos are not as good people don't watch them anymore and you can just see like they're still trying to make it like because they quit their job, they're doing YouTube full time two or three years later they're not as popular so now they're barely making enough money to make ends meet and like they have to do it because they yeah. don't know what else to do um, I, I feel like a lot of YouTubers get boxed in and influencers in general and they're like I have to keep doing this to keep my money going so I can pay my bills. Um, and I, I didn't want to be in that position.
2: Wow. How, how do you know someone's going to be good in front of the camera? Do you just test things out until eventually, like, you're like, that's, yeah. that's our yeah, person? You gotta,
0: yeah, you just got to test out.
2: Are you afraid? Here's a uh, weird question. Are you afraid that um, the person you have in front of the camera is going to feel like they're irreplaceable after a certain amount of time? And then they're going to demand an amount that uh, really eats into the, the bottom line?
0: Um, no, that's why I put different people on the channels. Are we taking multiple so multiple channels or one yeah. person per channel? No, like multiple people per channel. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and th- and that way it's it's not like it's yeah because I can see how that'd be a problem if it was like one person and they're making all the videos, then it's like people just associate that person with the with the brand. Yeah, so that could be problematic.
1: That's really smart.
2: You know what it reminds me of, and I'm not I'm not Kings saying this react. Is the, no, I'm not no. saying this is what you're doing. Uh, but right now, the Darman style video.
1: What's that?
0: <laughs> what? Really, Darman. I can't tell um, you. Maybe you're playing Dar- this. And no, like no, we, he, we he got, doesn't know no, what no, I is. genuinely don't know what this is. Are you he serious? Makes, he
1: makes skits, basically. Like okay. really high production quality skits that are supposed to teach you some sort of lesson. Lesson. And they're super cliche, super just like typical. And uh, yeah, But oh Very my successful. gosh. So
2: Darman on Facebook was getting like over, I think it was like a billion views a month. A billion mm-hmm. a month on Facebook. And you know on Facebook, the monetization is like through the roof. Darman's probably making like $50 million a year, I'm guessing, just from like Facebook. His YouTube channel blew up. When his YouTube channel blew up, and all of his videos, by the way, are getting like Mr. Beast style views, and he's posting like multiple times a week, and uh, that inspired a whole bunch of copycats who realized that format's working. And then the copycats go in, and then their videos just blow up, because it's Mm -hmm. just like these short little quick skits that are easily shareable. And the audience is like, you know, your parents, your grandparents, your uncle or whatever, they'll boomers. send you those video. What? Boomers. It is, but be, you know, but you know what they're doing? You know what the boomers are doing that uh, millennials are not sharing. Millennials rarely will send a video to one another,
0: but meanwhile they share it's like videos, right? What? Well, millennials don't share videos. Dude, not
1: I get inundated much. with TikToks from people. Yeah, yeah, man. I get so many TikToks.
2: 100% TikToks, not YouTube videos though, but on Facebook it's so easy to be like, you know, Jerry, come check this out.
1: And that's you know, a dark. Jerry video. can not. Can I don't know. Young people now have the name Jerry. Yeah, I, I do a lot know. of Jerry's. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm just I,
2: saying it. It seems like that content is is more easily
1: shareable. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Same I'm, with t- TikToks. You know. No, I do agree. Yeah. Like my mom, out of everyone, does send me the most videos. Like out of everyone, my parents. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And speaking of TikToks,
2: uh, Macy, I checked my phone. She just sent me a TikTok. Yeah, yeah. multiple, there's like at
1: least four a day
2: yeah, that yeah. it's like, here's a funny TikTok. But it's easy because it's like 30 seconds.
0: It's so addicting. Yeah, like, like that's why, I, I think that's why YouTube and Snapchat and Instagram, like they're all pushing these so much, you know, Reels and YouTube Shorts because they look at how much time is being spent on TikTok and they're like, wow, like we really are dropping the ball here. We, we need to at least keep up with TikTok because that's the way content's yeah. going.
2: It's, it's, it's scary because YouTube is slowly getting there. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, tr- they're. I think uh, YouTube is trying to. I don't want to say they're trying to copy the algorithm, but they're trying to create their own algorithm to compete, and they're working on it right now. Because yeah. I got to say, when, when Facebook first came out, or sorry, when YouTube first came out with it, uh, was not a fan. I thought like this, these are like, silly things, and it just everything had the TikTok watermark on it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: They're getting better because now I'm scrolling my homepage and I see them come up with like it's always you know what it is the teeth. It's it's uh, getting plaque off teeth for some reason is always the first thing and and I want to watch it because it's so satisfying to that's that's watch, watch. <laughs> that's so why I mean. click it and then it ends in like ten seconds but it automatic before you have time to click off it's like here's the next one
0: it's like a black and I need hole. to hit it's you like warps time yeah like I've I've downloaded TikTok in the past um, I think I made like one TikTok one time I saw um, it yeah and and. Um, I've downloaded in the past and it's just like so addicting that I had to get rid of it because you, you're like, oh, just you know, two minutes, whatever. Like you lay down and go to bed, you scroll, and then next thing you know, an hour and a half goes by and you think it was 10 minutes. Like it's just it's you know insane.
2: What? It's it's I want to see more studies on the effects of TikTok, but it's I could <laughs> see, no, but I could see at some point that uh like 10, 15 years from now, we're gonna look back at the effects of what that does to the brain. It has to, because I know even for myself, I'm not a fan of TikTok. But I know if you go on there, it's so easy. 20 minutes goes by, and I don't even like TikTok. So if if that's doing it for me, imagine what it's doing for people who like always go on TikTok, and it's just like this dopamine hits. Bam, bam, bam. Every like 20 seconds, you get something new that is algorithm tested. What effect does that have on the rest of your life that it's like every time your mind goes blank for it, open up TikTok?
0: It's almost like a drug, yeah. And that's something actually that I – Really been focusing on the past couple of years is I, I've noticed my attention span is so used to be so bad, mm. um, and I think, and I've explained this on my channel before. It's like if you look at movies that were made in the 1970s, like the movie Rocky, versus a movie in 2021. Like in 2021, there's a, a yeah, it has to the be the screen every three seconds is changing. But I remember watching Rocky, and it's like there's like a five minute clip of him just walking down the street, like nothing happening, and I'm, I'm like, come on, like something happened, like I, I need something action yeah. or something, um, and it's just like it's getting faster and faster. Like these dopamine hits are getting like shorter and shorter and shorter. Um, so I don't know. I feel like something has to happen.
2: What do you think that's, what What impact do you think that's going to have for the next
0: uh, generation? Uh, I'm definitely worried. Um, I mean, hopefully people can, and you know, this is not like me saying that there's a right and wrong answer. If people want to go watch TikTok for 10 hours a day, they can. But I think just like realizing that it can actually be almost like an addiction. It's like, all right, I need to get rid of this. And then really just focus on, like meditating actually is, is is something that I do because it, it really helps with that with my attention span. Yeah, and I think having a good attention span it gives you more patience. It allows you to make decisions better. Um, some people say you, you lose your edge with it a little bit, but I, I think overall it has great benefits.
2: Minds me a little bit of the uh, casino, like uh,
0: TikTok. Mm-hmm. It's a weird comparison, but
2: like when yeah. you walk into the casino, it's like it, they want to give you the right conditions of like oh this this machine is lighting up over here. Look at all the numbers and just making. Uh, I found it interesting. I actually, I learned this from a TikTok. Believe it or not, funny. Nice. But uh, I think it was was it Humphrey Yang? I He's think it a great was. Guy, yeah. yeah, he was going through Las Vegas, and he and he pointed out why a lot of casinos don't have hard turns. You'll notice. Mm-hmm. Very, I saw that one. Yeah, yeah they're, 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 there's not like a right and a left. There's always like you could go kind of to the right, kind of to the left. You can go in a circle. Because they want to limit the amount of decisions that you have to make. And the fewer decisions you make, the more likely you are to
1: play more.
2: Yeah. It's they they also get
1: lost. The carpet is always like a weird, like psychedelic design that just like it just calms you down and makes you not think. Like the carpets are always like that. Obviously, no natural light. They don't want you to see what time it is, no clocks, nothing.
0: And I'm I get so lost. Like I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna go outside and like go get an Uber or something. And I'll spend 15 minutes trying, oh, like, yeah, I'll walk a mile yeah. to try to find it. Um, so that's also probably one of their strategies as well, just make it confusing.
2: Yeah. But it reminds me of TikTok. They, they have this dialed in to be like, I'm going to show you this video first. And based on other users like this, if we show you this video second, you're likely to watch that. And then they just keep testing this, and they test it millions of times for like every video that you see to be yeah. like perfectly tailored to you in just the right amount of time. And I bet they know too. Like if a video is too long or it's boring and people click out, they're not going to show that video again. They're going to show you something else that's yep. better. Yep. Everything you see is tailored. It's like part. It's it's accumulation of how many millions of hours of testing that yeah. go into just the first few videos that you see on TikTok. This is bad. Macy sent me a TikTok of uh, people trying. This is a uh, Clips exclusive, guys, so y- y- you have to go and subscribe to the Clips channel to go and see this, if-, if you're game on this. We don't have to... Let's do it, yeah. Well, let's do it. Okay. I oh, I, I, I know what I it know is! I, yeah. I know it, yeah. what all it right. is! We're all gonna do it together. Okay. So don't think that, like, we're gonna subject just right, you to right. this. All right, all right, all right, It is the world's most
0: sour candy. I'm taking this? If we you, all If you are. want to. I, yeah, if I, yeah, you want sure. to. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I'm trying to buy a house somewhere, uh, and I'm looking at the different states that don't have income tax, right? Um, Just because it makes sense. Like, I don't have anything holding me down, so might as well just go live somewhere um, that also I end up saving money, and the money I save in income tax will basically pay for the house in a a weird way. Um, So yeah, I'm trying to figure out that, and I know you just moved to Nevada. Yeah. Um, What are your thoughts on that?
2: I love it. It seems like so many people have moved here now.
0: Okay. Yeah. I, I, yeah. There's definitely people moving here from California. I see that. Like, yeah. Lots of my friends are just all over right. the place. But what about the property here? Like, I feel like it's bubbly.
2: No, I, I think <laughs> it, it is, it, man. It okay. Is. So, first of all, everywhere is bubbly. Yeah. There's not one place you could go. If you go, like, in the most rural parts, that's bubbly because everyone wants to get out of the city. Every city now is bubbly because people moved out and people are like, ooh, this is a good opportunity. I could get in. It, it's going to be the same no matter where you go. I think the benefit that you have of Las Vegas is that there seems to be such a huge influx of people coming from California, and I got to say they are the people who are who are bidding up prices. I bet if you go and Jack, you would know this, but I bet if you talk to most realtors out there in like the five hundred to one point three million dollar price point, and you ask them how many people are coming from California, how many offers do you have from Californians, they would say at least thirty percent, maybe half. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, what was it? When I was looking, even and this was like a year ago, over one and a half million dollars, they said the majority of those buyers were from California and New wow. York, wanting to move here. Yeah, that's the market. Yeah. So I would say, in terms of property, gosh, Las Vegas is is fantastic. Yeah. You are competing with California money coming in, and everything here is like relatively cheap compared with there. But they're they're doing so much development right now that I just. I can't see how over 20 years, like, you know, between now and like next year, I have no idea, but I can't see how like 10 years from now, 15 years from now, it it wouldn't be more expensive than it is today. So I think over 10 years, I think it's a good investment.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely thinking about it. Um, I got to check out Vegas real estate. I'm probably going to go down to Houston tomorrow, Uh, look at some properties. You know, not everybody loves Houston. I've I've, I've never been there, but like I know 10 people there and Mm -hmm. I always ask them like, how do you like Houston? They're like, eh, it's all right. Yeah um their their houses are so cheap it's like you can buy a mansion for a couple hundred thousand dollars um so i want to check it out just like see if i like the area because you wouldn't want to live somewhere that you don't like just for tax reasons i think that'd be kind of like a waste like Mm -hmm. you know um because that's where you're spending your life right um there's some other interesting options though like alaska a little bit far removed (laughs) right uh south dakota wyoming not a whole lot of, like, infrastructure there. You know, like, if I want to find, like, accountants and stuff and, like, you know, banks, it's a little bit more spread out. Um, Florida, obviously Texas, New Hampshire. I think Tennessee doesn't really have much of an income tax now in mm-hmm. uh, Washington State. So, yeah, definitely some options. As that's what I've been doing, exploring around with, like, my truck. I've been stopping through the states, looking at towns. I think there's just going to be a time where it's, like, it's just right. Like, I stop no. in a city, I stop in a town. I'm like, this is the place.
1: What's your yeah. favorite so far that you've seen?
0: Um, of Of those states? Yeah. Um, I would probably have to say, uh, obviously, I I really liked Austin. I mean, I just liked how young everybody was. seemed like it was really up and coming. Um, you know, doing well as a city. Um, property taxes were really expensive, but uh, definitely like Austin. And you know, I like Florida because it's so close to everything else on the East Coast. I love being East Coast time, like New York time. Um, so, yeah, that's something I didn't consider is just the time zone of it. Oh, I can't stand. Like being in Pacific Time, it kills me because I if I wake up here at seven o'clock in the morning, it's already ten o'clock. Like the market's already opened, and you know it's it's three hours earlier in New York. Um, so I love being on the East Coast. I actually love being on Europe time even better. Like mm. if you're in London, because um, then you can you know wake up at you know eight a.m. and it's three a.m. back in New York, and you're ahead of everybody. You know, so you can really get the day started there.
2: That's interesting. Yeah. I think the benefit of Las Vegas is that you're so close to the to the west side and like Southern California. Mm. So if you want to go to the mountains, you wanna do all that sort of stuff, go to the beach. Yeah. It's really close. Yeah. That's the benefit. A lot of people are also here. They're really business friendly, no state
0: income tax. Um, but Florida would be very tempting too, I think. Yeah, a lot of people. Um Miami's a lot <clears throat> going on there, so it'd probably yeah. be a little bit outside of, of, of Miami, um, up closer to like, you know, Boca or something. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You you mentioned that you wanted to like maybe buy a mansion. I figured that that sounds kind of atypical for me. Well, you said you can buy a mansion for like a few hundred thousand dollars.
0: Oh, yeah, you could, yeah. Um I mean, I don't want a huge house. I'm thinking like 2000 square feet maybe. Um that's not is that average? That's I'm not sure what it. the yeah, average that's, size that's pretty, house. That's is.
2: average is that's probably 1500 square feet.
0: Okay, yeah. So somewhere around that is what I would go for. So, if I buy something in in certain areas in Texas, yeah, it would be like, you know, probably 200,000. dollars and at that point I'm even wondering if I should just buy it in cash. And I know you're gonna disagree with that probably, right? Uh how much would you be looking for? Say if it was like two hundred thousand or two hundred fifty thousand cash. Yeah, you think yeah, it's better? I do. I I'm, do. I I'm th- happy listen. that you say that because yeah, I'm leaning towards it. Yeah. I just think for your
2: income and like your position, is it worth it to get a loan? Yeah. Financially it probably is because you're gonna be able to use that as a good write off. But I also think that um, you know, is it worth it then to save like an extra we'll call it like two grand a year. Maybe is how much you're going to save by having a, by having a mortgage, you're Mm going to pay off. Um, maybe, you know, two grand a year. Is that, is that worth it? I don't know.
0: And there's Um, time, there's time involved with that too, because anytime you're self-employed, I feel like, you know, it's just more problematic with, with home loans and everything. And I feel like I might just be better off just doing cash. And I kind of view it, uh, in a way of like, uh, if, if you look at income, if, it's almost uh, if somebody was making fifty thousand dollars a year, buying a car in cash. Like it's not yeah. a huge thing.
2: I yeah, guess. I would say for you and knowing your lifestyle and not having like a lot of overhead, I just think having a mortgage for you, I think, would be like another little yeah, checklist be, in your yeah. mind. On oh, yeah. the mortgage, get paid this month. Uh, uh, and, and the one thing I don't like with the the mortgage is so silly, but um, they require that property insurance is sent in every year, and I had one that. Uh, it's not that it lapsed, but there was like a day or two where I forgot to pay the insurance, and they, they canceled the policy. But they have to send a notice to the mortgage company, and then they issued me like a thirty five dollar like fee or something like that yeah, per day that I yeah. didn't have insurance by mistake. Um, it's just like stuff like that is just kind of silly. I don't like that. And also, I mean, you are not going to have this issue, but when you when you are getting other loans, they want uh, proof of your mortgage payments on everything else with property tax. It's just like, yeah, I, I don't know. It, Beyond a certain point, it's just not really worth it uh, to save a small amount.
0: Yeah. So I'm, I'm really happy you, you're saying that because yeah. I've, I, I, I've been on the fence. Because, like, most people say, you know, why would you buy cash? It sounds stupid. But yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah,
2: but financially, it's probably a little bit better. But I mm-hmm. think for you mentally, yeah. it'll be easier to just pay cash, be yeah. done with it, don't have. Any lenders to talk to, nothing like that if you honestly, if you put out one more video <laughs> and the time it takes you to speak with lenders, shop around the rate, send them all of your information mm-hmm. and close in the house uh that one video would pay probably double what you would save by having a mortgage that year that was that was my line of thinking as well, yeah, yeah yeah, it's not worth it, yeah. So that's my response to you, but uh, I think you'd be happy in Florida. I think you'd be happy in. Do I like the
0: Florida guy, like
2: Florida man. You could the Florida button. Man. yeah, oh yeah, it's a button. Yeah, yeah, you're perfect for Miami. Oh great, man. yeah. <laughs> But I could also see Texas because if if you're looking to travel, I mean that's like right in the middle of the country. You could you could pretty much go anywhere and be equal distance from like the East Coast as you could from the West Coast.
0: Yeah, and that's why I need a big airport nearby. So that's why I was thinking Houston, maybe Huge. Dallas. Yeah, um, being within an hour of a major airport because I just travel so much. It's like I couldn't be in Wyoming. That's why you know, yeah. right? It's just too far off the grid. Yeah. But
1: why would you why would you buy a house if you're planning on traveling and doing all of that? So um,
0: much? I I want. Because I want a place that I can, like, have a home base at if, if I want to come back and work for two months straight. Like, because there are times where I'll just go and like, a grind and I'll just work, 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 right? Um, and I want the ability to do that. Because right now, like, you know, I had my apartment. Sometimes I'll go back to my brother's house and just, like, he has a bunch of rooms. So I'll just, like, stay there for a week and just crank work. But I want a place to do that. Um, and also, like, keeping the same address and everything it would just be nice as well. Instead of, like, imagine you have apartments and you're moving around and you're, like, change all your addresses like every year it just seems like a big pain with like mm-hmm. bills and taxes and everything yeah. yeah so i want a home base that makes sense
2: yeah you know what for something like that I, I just buy a place like 200 grand
1: so the you know we got one question it was from a woman called sass and she just said when will you get a haircut and i said me or nate and she said both when are you gonna get a haircut um
0: <laughs> you know i actually gave myself haircuts like most probably more often than i don't well wait I worded that wrong, but you know what I mean. Like, I, like I, I get most of my own haircuts, um, but probably I'll get a haircut whenever I go back to Pennsylvania, like back to my my when I go visit my parents. There's a barber I like there, uh-huh. and I only go to that barber. And I'm either going to the barber
1: cutting it, yourself. or I'm
0: cutting it myself because yeah. I don't trust anybody else.
2: Wow, Jack, who cut your hair this last
1: time? I cut my hair. Yeah, actually, see, for the right? first time it's, ever, it, myself.
0: It's, it's it's honestly better. Like it might not look as fresh and clean, but.
1: It's quick. It saves time, saves money. Yeah,
0: and you get better doing it. Like in the mirror, it's all like reversed and stuff. Yeah. But like over time, you just get better with it. Why don't you just do a buzz cut? I feel like for you, just you on look the road, good, man. You just yeah, yeah. oh, uh, my, you would look
2: like tough. Really, like, really I'm good buzz gonna, cut. I'm
0: gonna save the buzz cut for for when I go bald. You know, like
1: oh, just yeah. to clear it all. Off. I
0: might as well just have the hair now. Like yeah, that's yeah, fair. Everybody in my lineage just goes bald. So it's like, all right, it's what age? Uh, pretty early, like twenties. So I really? mean, really I mean your hairline is is, your is, hair is perfect. I hope it's, I'm good. I mean,
1: I was actually analyzing that earlier today. Oh, it was your hairline, right. it's incredible. All
0: right, yeah. Well, it's holding strong for now. So we'll see. But um, yeah, the buzz cut. I feel like I'll have plenty of time in my life where I'll will end up with buzz cut.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like you would you would look good though with the buzz cut and grow out the beard a little bit.
0: Oh yeah, should I grow out the beard because it, people are 50, 50 on it and like I hate shaving. It's just such a pain. Yeah.
1: When's the last time you've done that? What shaved? Yeah, no, gr- grown it out. I've never do it. hundred percent, do it. Grow it out just to see what it looks like. Why would you not?
0: Yeah, I guess so. I, don't I know. agree with that. It's like fifty-fifty yeah. 50, though. Like it's the only negative comments I've ever gotten. Like one time I didn't shave for like two weeks, and people are like, "Dude, you need a razor, man." You know like, what?
2: Because you have a very youthful look <laughs> that when you're clean-shaven, it just it takes like ten years off.
0: Mm, yeah.
2: That's what I think it is.
0: I think I'm gonna go beard because the fall is coming up. It's like going into winter. Yeah, you need little, right. Little, little the like, warmth. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Cool. You look All pretty right, cool, so, like with what you got right. Right. Oh, now. okay. Thanks. Yeah. I I think I'm done shaving, so I won't shave until I come back on the
1: podcast. Oh, that that'll what? Be cool. Wow. Yeah. There we go. Five <laughs> years now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Awesome! All right, I think we're good. Hey, Nate, thank you so much for coming. It's been a blast. Thanks for
0: having me, guys. It's always great meeting up, and uh, I love this new studio you have here.
1: This thank is you. the first
2: episode, so congratulations. I'm no, I'm we're honored. honored. Uh, but one big question. Have you got your free stock yet from public down below in the description? Because they raised it. It's all the way up to $1,000 now.
0: Really? Really. Wow, I did get my free stock. I used your link. Yes. I also have a link. But oh, you uh, do. <laughs> wow. no, no, yeah. right. Use use the link in the description below to get your free stock. That's a, that's a good endorsement. And and make sure you you finish you know creating your account. Like yeah. don't don't half-ass it. Finish your account. You got to connect it. your bank account.
2: Yes, yeah. link it.
0: Yeah, link your bank account and add the Eclipse
2: channel down below in the description. Yeah, cool. So with that said, you guys, thank you so much for watching. Really appreciate it, Nate. Thank you so much for coming out here. I will link to your information down below in the description. Feel free to add us on Instagram. We post, uh, well, Jack, you got to post more often on Instagram. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now
2: that uh, Jack in the Box is following you.
1: <laughs> Jack in the Box followed me on Instagram. Isn't that cool? Huge. That's
2: big. Yeah, yeah big. You better get huge. that sponsor.
1: Yeah. Jack oh. in the Box, if you're watching right now, feel free. I'll take anything. Okay, I'll take anything. A sponsor. You want to give burgers. me a Jumbo Jack to eat it on the podcast? I'll do it. That
2: would be incredible for them to sponsor the podcast, like just an episode I'll where we anything. just have Jack in the Box. We'll eat
1: Jack in the Box. Yeah. It's be fine so it. good. I love yeah, it. I'd yeah. be
2: fine with that. So Jack in the Box, we got to make that happen. Uh, also, Black Forest Wood Company, thank you so much for this table. I will link to their information down below in the description. I can't speak of this table highly enough. It's incredible. You have to like truly see it in person to appreciate it. But if you want any work done similar to this, 10 out of 10. You're mm-hmm. absolutely incredible. So, thank you guys so much for watching. And until next time.
0: This one? <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Cool. Should I
2: go? Yeah. yeah. Go.